Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. going on we're here for another episode of believe in kentucky alongside aaron gershon from the cat's paws my name is Vinny hardy ag man how we doing can't complain man uh luckily we're not north where i grew up and you see have you seen the pictures of the fire the you're know, getting the remnants of that wildfire up in canada and like the shots that we're getting from new york city of the orange sky the air quality the yankee game was canceled because of it, it it's crazy so uh i know for my family and friends that do listen to this i'm thinking about them and hoping they're they're breathing all right and then staying inside during the craziness but uh everything yeah. here in the here in lexington yeah i think from New York and all the Northeast is hard. I think it's like even like North Carolina. Some people are yeah, far, my girl that far my, down. My girlfriend and her family are actually um on the Outer Banks right now, and I have I haven't gotten to talk to her yet much today. But uh, she didn't mention anything. But I did see like I, I still have Greensboro in there uh on the weather app from uh, <laughs> March, and I saw they had an air quality warning too. So uh, yeah, man, it's it's crazy what's going on mostly uh, north of us. Uh, even Cincinnati, I see uh is kind of in that in that green area where it's a little high so uh definitely definitely be careful up there just be aware of it the next couple of days absolutely and i don't know if, i don't know if like, like it rained here all day so maybe that kind of helped yeah it did rain here too so you know beat some of the smoke down or not let it travel here as much but yeah that is that is wild that that's happening. Hopefully it does, you know, they can control it in Canada, first of all, and then it'll kind of choke it out from, you know, hitting New York and everybody in Connecticut in your way and stuff like that, man. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Absolutely. Um, cause I'm going to keep an eye on the finals game, but I got to man, we got to start this episode with a little, little audio. I was a little bit premature, but it's just going to be phone to mic, but it'll, Everybody listening already knows, and just got to go ahead and do it, man, because I Here's the 2-1 from Moore. There you go. Swing and a high chop to second. He trade back pedals, gloves, throws. A super performance by the Kentucky Wildcats this weekend in Lexington. First of all, Darren Hedrick is a oh, pro. Man. Yeah, he is. And you had 
the former longtime coach Keith Madison there calling the games with him. You were there covering every single game. You saw everything. He just painted a picture to dog pile. Coming out of the loser's bracket, too, man. Yeah. Come on, Aaron. Name is 17, man. It was zero. It was very, very similar uh, in that sense. Even, uh, obviously, Indiana being the team he had to beat twice. But uh, they did beat Indiana in, in the same game they beat West Virginia in back in uh, in 2017. So, uh, a lot of similarities. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it was so fun seeing uh, that place rock and, you know, the new ballpark, Kentucky Proud Park, which – Let's be honest, it hasn't been uh, the first five years of it, its existence. And, you know, honestly, and Nick Mingione's been very honest about it for good reason, right? I mean, they haven't been very good. Um, and he always says you need three things. You know, you need to you need to win games, uh, you need weather, uh, and now this year the alcohol. But uh, he always makes that joke. But uh, really those two things. And, you know, weather's been mostly good. I, guess. I don't really know. I, I'm not going to tell you I know the weather the past five years, but I can tell you the baseball wasn't very good. So um, they, they finally got it together this year, and the support was was outstanding all weekend, um, pretty much every single game, except for that Sunday one against West Virginia. But, man, I don't blame anyone because it was like 95 degrees out that day and uh, still got a pretty damn good crowd out of it. So uh, really, really good showing uh, by Big Blue Nation all weekend. And, a lot of fun, man. It's a resilient team. They got great pitching really all weekend. I mean, even the game they lost, I mean, Zach Lee pitched his ass off, gave up the two home runs. The one uh, to the catcher, Ceruto, was kind of one that sent shockwaves given that, you know, he's a light-hitting catcher. I mean, he was hitting 260 or something like that, so not not horrendous. But um, <laughs> three home runs all year, two home runs all year, something like that. And, you know, he was able to get one out to right. And then that ninth inning, Devin Burks hits a ball that looks almost the same off the bat. And the wind kind of calmed down a little bit by that point in the game. And it doesn't get out. And then Petrie misses one down the line. So you lose that one, but you come out and yeah, I don't even know how else to put it. They kicked West Virginia's ass. I mean, they just often Strickland pitched his butt off. He was outstanding. Uh, the bats got hot. Um, they took advantage of a little bit of sloppy defense on the on the WVU side, and they took it to him. And then they they took it to Indiana in the nightcap. And I think that was. I mean, that you kind of felt like after they beat West Virginia that way, uh, they were going to be good for that game Sunday night. Not just because you know the momentum, but Indiana used all their premium pictures on Friday against West Virginia and then on Saturday against the Cats. So they were able to kind of get into the depth of that Indiana pitching staff that wasn't very good, and they, they beat them up pretty good sun, sun, Sunday night. And then I thought Monday night on both sides, you know, credit IU, was an awesome, great played baseball game, good pitching, really good defense on both sides. But uh, Kentucky's offense just did a little bit more, and uh, they got the win that they deserved. Exactly. It's, and you you mentioned that first game, like, Saruto, <laughs> man, he's like you said, light hitting, yeah. not non hole guy. You got him 0 2. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, just this close to knocking him out. And, you know, he, you know, credit to him, he's able to, to, you know, go clutch and hit a three run homer. But, but you play Indiana four times this year, you beat him three times. Yep. Beat him two of those wins by double digits. You know, beat him 12 yep. to 2 in the regular season, beat him 16 6, you know, Sunday. 16-6, so, yep. Oh, and if that's the note they choose to end the series on, well, so be it for them. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't really understand what was going on with all that. I mean, Kentucky did play their last season uh, in 2022. They got their asses kicked by Indiana that game. So I'm not sure if like 
I'm not going to say Jeff Mercer was lying. Maybe he meant like they wanted to keep it going after next year and Kentucky didn't want to go back to Bloomington next year. So maybe that's how it was. But uh, those two teams have been going at it, whether it's like one game a year where one comes to Lexington and one goes to Bloomington or they do a home and home. They've had that, you know, two midweek games, kind of like Kentucky does with Louisville each year. Obviously the the one in Louisville got canceled this year, but um, mm-hmm. it, it I don't really know what was going on, but there, there was definitely animosity between the two sides. I think the play, from the player's point of view, man, when you're just going to battle with so much at stake, I think, you know, you say things, you, you chirp, what is what it is, but uh, clearly the two coaches have had uh, conversations about series and haven't gone well. And that boiled over into the games. Uh, you saw Mitch Barnhart give a little stink eye out there. So, uh, something between the coaches and the administrations, there was something, but uh, I think the players, man, were just playing ball and playing it at a really high level all weekend. Both teams. They hit, this is the weird thing for me. They hit nine of our batters, but they're the ones that are, they're the ones that are upset and want to end the series. <laughs> Uh, Kentucky I, I, was loving it too, man. They weren't even mad about it. You're, I mean, and none of it was intentional. Uh, it's, I, I get it. Like anytime anyone, I just saw in your Braves game, Pete Alonso get drilled and get hurt. Hope, hope he's all right. Um, but that wasn't intentional. Like, and but the other team's gonna take it as intentional and take it personally, and that's just how it goes in baseball, man. Especially when someone gets hurt. But luckily, no one on Kentucky side got hurt. Uh, and they just kept, they kept drilling guys and they weren't trying to, like I said, there were a lot of pitches that were off speed. And I think Mercer was kind of a little ticked off after the game because it cut, you know, in the MLB, if you don't make a, an effort and it doesn't have to be much of an effort, but if you don't at least make that gesture back, uh, they're usually going to call it a, a strike or I, I think if they call it a strike, because you didn't make the effort to, to get out of the way of the ball. And in college, I think if it plunks you, it plunks you as long as you don't lean into it. So I think he was a little ticked off that uh, they were kind of just letting it hit you, but they were playing by the rules of college baseball and the, the pictures were coming inside, man, Con- control your stuff. And that won't happen like uh, Kentucky. And I also think it might've set Indiana off the right wrong way when uh, Kentucky after the game said they were practicing getting hit, which kind of might've been like, Hey, Hey man, we know we're playing the the brunt of their pitching staff. We're not facing any of their big dogs. Um, they're going to be wild, man. Just let let it hit you. So, uh, mm-hmm. look, they cashed in. They they played they played a little bit better. Obviously, they played a lot better Sunday night in, in that one, but uh, they played a little bit better in, the, in Monday night, and they deserve to uh, to win that ball game. That's right. And Monday night, I forget which at bat it was. Uh, just watching the broadcast, they threw an off speed pitch, and Felker did move his knee just no. a little bit. He did. Yeah. He did. He like I was okay, like whoa. Yeah. Like whoa, he he like moved his knee a little bit on the off speed pitch to keep it. I was like wow, and even the the commentators even mentioned it. Like whoa, Jace Felker moved out of the way of that pitch a little bit because <laughs> you know which was what they hadn't been doing. But he did right. just a tad, and uh, you know it, it was I think it was a lefty a little sweeping. Oh uh, Bothwell, yeah, he was yeah. really really good by the way. Ty Bothwell was, but uh, Mason Moore, holy crap, man. Yeah. That, yeah, that kid all weekend uh, made a name for himself and. Uh, you know, luckily for Kentucky, he's got another year before he's even draft eligible. So uh, I think that's kind of the guy you uh, you market next year. I think that's the next step. I was actually having that conversation with someone today, man. I, I mean, obviously, after this season, hopefully it ends in Omaha uh, one way or another. You know, we'll see what happens in Baton Rouge. It's going to be really hard. But uh, they got to – these uh, these kids, uh, 
that um, have made this happen deserve to start cashing in too now. I mean, yeah. I don't really know what the NIL situation is. I've never seen any baseball players marketed during my time here. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had someone uh, <laughs> come up to me, uh, while I, or not come up to me, but waiting in the concessions line one game and saw his media, and they were kind of asking me some questions about the team and who some of the key players were, and they were in UK stuff. And I was like, oh, boy, uh, you know. Uh, so they got to do a better job marketing their players. And I think Mason Moore is one that uh, they got to market the hell of, out of next year. Yeah. And not to look ahead because everybody loves to do the way too rarely stuff. You know, the team hadn't even cut down the nets and oh, the top 25 for next year. But, you know, you mentioned the similarities between this year and 2017. Well, you know, Coach Ben Jones have been in a similar position of coming off yeah. of a super regional. Will he approach it differently? As far as building the team and, and carrying that momentum into 2024 differently than they did 2018 that caused a slide. So that's for him to figure out. He's got a you know LSU team to worry about right now. But a lot of people will be interested to see how they approach it now because, hey, you had a first good season in a long yeah, you time. Build on it. Yeah, keep it going and, and you know not just have a drop-off, but kind of build up to being consistently – solid and contending even though you got weather and and all those kind of things that yeah. you know you're not florida and and you know all these schools that can play year round keep you got the ball rolling again let's kind of keep pushing it on down the, the hill and let yeah. it you know get some momentum too yeah so, you have to and the portal makes it easier i mean it true. really does yeah um you talk you heard hunter gillum talk about after the game how he was a portal kid who just had never gotten to play any type of postseason baseball coming from Longwood. Um, I'm not saying you want to go recruit Longwood because uh, not, I mean, you may get a gem like Gillum has been, but uh, you know, you need to, you need to keep pulling guys out of the portal to kind of replace some of the, there are a lot of seniors on this team that you're going to have to fill the holes with. And uh, I, I think he'll do that. You know, I know they already have one commitment, uh, I believe from Delaware an all conference guy. I, I honestly have been too busy to read too much into that, but uh, I think that'll continue. Um, but, you know, obviously he did a really, really good job putting this year's team together. And a couple of these guys, like Petrie, I believe, is not draft eligible yet. I know Burks is, but Mason Moore, I touched on him. Uh, he's good to stay. A um, couple other ones uh, that are slipping in my mind that are uh, key parts of this team that, that can come back next year and be a part of it again. So you definitely got to keep building. Uh, it can't be – Travis Smith is the other one I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you, it, it can't be a uh, – it can't be a one and done like it was in 17. And I know the 18 team had injuries and I know the 18 team, you look at their resume and they probably still should have got at least got in the dance, but uh, mm-hmm. you can't even, you gotta, I'm not saying you have to host every year, but you gotta start making it a thing where you're a tournament team every year for the fans to keep doing what they did this year. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I think the broadcast too has said if, if Kentucky keeps this up, they're going to, they're gonna have to expand Kentucky Pride Park because you know <laughs> you, you set attendance record and then you broke it, you know. Yeah. Right. So you know, and and it's there. Just you know, everybody thinks basketball, but the, this fan base, you know, which Kentucky's doing good in anything, the fans come out yeah. and support it. And if it if it's there, they want they want to be able to pack the house and yeah. and cheer and and get into it like you were there to witness and. So, yeah. Yeah, this is a great baseball town. I mean, there have been a lot of good baseball players, not just that went to UK, but like the Walker Buellers of the world uh, out there. Yeah. 
I can give you countless of other names. There's too many to list. And then obviously, you know, you had the legends here, minor league affiliate. You still, you know, now they're an independent ball team, but counterclocks, whatever they are now. Uh, but uh, still like there, there, and there's a lot of good high school baseball around here. You know, Henry yeah. had some really dominant years, obviously with Bueller. And uh, this is a great, great baseball town. And uh, they really appreciate when Kentucky has a good team. And uh, we saw exactly what it meant to them. You know, it's a bummer that, uh, None of the teams down in Baton Rouge could pull through an upset LSU, not because it would be easier, but to have more postseason ball in uh in Lexington would have been fun. But hopefully they can make it a, a close to early thing here. That's right. So speaking of LSU, Saturday at three o'clock, the first game. I think, you know, like you said, it's gonna be tough. There's no yeah. you can't deny that. But the familiarity to me helps. You went down there, you got Got whooped that first game, but yeah. you, you went toe-to-toe with him in the next two. You won the second game, lose the third game seven to six, and you had to lead late had in lead that late. game. So to me, that's that's gotta be a little feather they can put in their cap. We know we can go down there and play with these boys. You know, and this was this was a to me mid-April. This was at the point in the yep. schedule to me where, hey, they're having a good season, but Let's see what they're really made of because they hadn't played the tough part of the schedule yet. Hadn't played South Carolina, hadn't played Tennessee, hadn't played Florida yet. So you know, Vanderbilt, all those teams. So now they, to me, they're they're a lot tougher team now going back down there than they were. They won a regional, you know. Nobody expects them to win. LSU, to me, all the pressure's on LSU. Everybody, every year they're supposed to be here and going on to Omaha. So. Go down there, loose, free. You know you can play with them, and hey, let the let the let the chips fall where they may. But you never you never know. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think the pressure is definitely on LSU being, and you know they're a program that is one of the best in college baseball history, and uh, historically that is, and they have the arguably the two guys who are going to be one, two in the draft. I mean, there's a really good chance of that uh, with their ace ball schemes who, you know, Kentucky got blown out that game, like you pointed out, but they scored five off schemes. And now schemes are probably pitching a little differently than he would, you know, with in a close game. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sidebar that a little bit, but they did have some success that they could build off there. Uh, and then the, the center fielder Cruz is just as good as it gets. So um, it's going to be really, really tough uh, to do it. Um, but uh, being able to have been at Alex Bach, obviously there they'll probably be an even better crowd this time. But yeah. you know the Ming Jiong kind of pointed out how you know they know their their dugout, they know their their bullpen, they know yeah. all the ins and outs. Maybe even the same hotel. Who knows? I mean, mm-hmm. there will be familiarity, and I I think that'll help Kentucky in that sense too. But uh, it's just that is a really really good baseball team that obviously stomped their way through their their bracket down there. Uh, beat up on Oregon State, obviously Tulane, and then um, uh, I think I for, I think Oregon State were the other two wins. Both of them were Oregon State. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be a challenge, but it's not impossible. This Kentucky team, the way that Mason Moore is pitching, the way that Austin Strickland's pitching, uh, Darren Williams, what he can give you. I mean, they they have some pitching depth. Uh, I'm not so. Sure. We'll see what Travis Smith can do. You know, he really struggled against some of those SEC offenses. He obviously did great against Ball State, but uh, LSU is a different beast. But uh, mm-hmm. you're going to have to score with them. That's the big thing, man. I mean, as good as Kentucky's pitching is, um, they're not going to hold LSU to what they were able to do against Indiana, Ball State, and uh, West Virginia. They're just not. LSU's mm-hmm. too good. Uh, that's not a knock on, knock on Kentucky. So uh, 
we'll see. Like we uh, just like you said, go down there with nothing to lose, and uh, who knows? It's best of three. Uh, anything could happen. That's right. That's right. And you know, for those that listen to this, we had uh, you know, we talked a little softball a few weeks ago with with Jenna Becerra, and we talked about Oklahoma, and there they are again, fixing to play. Florida State for the for the championship and their win streak was at 42 45 games now what's and that she was on 50, <laughs> 51 I think now 51 so, holy yeah and, I see right here holy crap and Florida State I work with a guy a huge Florida State fan he's Florida State everything you know the baseball the basketball every, all sports Florida State played them tough earlier in the season now i mean you got to beat them twice and like we said good luck i don't know if they can but maybe they kind of like kentucky hey we know we can play with them they beat us five to four or something like that and you know florida state had to lead late so you know like you say yeah you five four on uh on march 14th yep yeah yeah in so, norman <laughs> yeah yeah so we went to the belly of the beast and you know can leave with your head held up you weren't you know just blown out so things of that nature so Fun stuff, uh, the World Series, the Women's College World Series, and um, we'll see how it all shakes out, you know, and again, you know, we, we, we talk about SEC football all the time. Yeah. Some may argue SEC baseball is, is as tough, maybe tougher, because before the Super Regionals even start, you got two SEC teams guaranteed to go. You know, Kentucky yeah. plays LSU, South Carolina plays Florida, so we already got two tickets punched. Yes. Regardless. I think the max is six, I think. Maybe. <laughs> I know Tennessee's still out there. You know, they're they're playing yeah. at Southern yeah. Miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's uh yeah. you said Florida yeah, Florida and South Carolina are playing one another. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama's playing Wake Forest. Al- Alabama's playing Wake. That's gonna be really Ooh. tough. Uh <laughs> yeah, they're 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 damn good down there. But I, yeah. I yeah, Arkansas Vandy got knocked off. Yeah. Uh, but uh at texas who will be in this league in the, uh in next year not this coming year but the year after i guess two years mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're in there still they're going to stanford i believe so uh yeah. it's only gonna get better it's already really damn good so uh, yeah. uh it's fun to watch man the sec is a it's a different breed yeah it sure is sure is um just looking at the finals we got denver 20 miami 16 looks like uh you mentioned New York, you mentioned Alonzo getting dinged, and I saw where your guy Judge got dinged a little bit. Is he, is uh, he all right? Is he, he's, on the, he's going back to the injured list, which completely sucks. Not even because I love the Yankees and want to win every game, but, uh, man, it, it, when you're watching him, and I'm, I'm glad Reds fans are going to get this chance, I think, with De La Cruz, the way he's already starting out, and, you know, yeah. hopefully hopefully he's on a track to start him there. It's obviously a little too early to say that, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, it, he's it's a superstar, man. You know, there are very few guys out there doing what he's doing. Uh, what he did last year had never been done before, obviously. So uh, he's just a treat to watch. Both, and it sucks because he gets hurt running down a, a an amazing catch, crashing into the wall, no regard for his body, and of all things, he jams his toe up on a cement wall and you know uh, sprains a ligament in there. So uh, we'll see how long he's out. Hopefully, it's a matter of, a matter of you know, close to 10 days, what the IL is. And uh, it's a blow, man. Anytime uh, he's not in the lineup, the Yankees look a lot worse and, and the games are simply just not as fun to watch. Uh, he, is, <laughs> he is a treat, man. I, I think even uh, Red Sox fans, Astro fans, team, 
seems to hate the Yankees uh, know how good Aaron Judge is and respect his greatness. Yeah, yeah and he's that's a, and look, I'm I'm one that's you know not a Yankee fan, and as unlikable as they are, he's a likable dude. He's, he's yes. he doesn't come across yeah. as oh, I don't like it, even though you don't care for his team. <laughs> sure, still, I mean, he's you know I, I like yeah, that dude, man. Yeah, he's not – I mean, obviously, he doesn't have the rings. So he's never going to be Derek Jeter unless he goes out and wins five. But uh, the, kind of the same way, man, where not many people dislike Derek Jeter because he did things the right way. He said the right things. He was respectful to everybody uh, and anyone. So uh, it, it's very similar just the way those two carry themselves, uh, go about their business. Um, obviously, we want to see a little bit <laughs> bit more winning. Uh, don't we all? We're spoiled. But, uh, you know, uh, he's the best, man. It sucks. Anytime he's not in the lineup, it's uh, – it's upsetting, but uh, hopefully he'll be back uh, within a few weeks and uh, back to doing what he was, was doing right uh, before the injury. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, we hope to have the QB1 Jalen Whitlow join us. We'll see if that's the case. Um, I know that, you know, Cutter Bowley, the commit that you saw, mm-hmm. have the, the Kentucky Custom Shoe over Michigan and all those other ones. Uh, was that Kroger Field working out? There were some recruits there, so some O-line prospects doing some work and uh, Cutter making some throws. So that's always exciting. So you get a little intel from Jalen on that. Um, but we had to, of course, start it with, with UK baseball because the, the yeah. excitement there with the, the Super Regionals and, and LSU coming up, uh, it's going to be tough. But, yeah, definitely had to start it there. Well, you still – diving into the yearbook and what else you got going on too man for the catch ball yeah well i'm actually at the end of next week going on vacation so i'm going to enjoy that okay, <laughs> so that's coming up for me uh but yeah we're shooting the cover tomorrow uh there will be a, a story in there where i get a one-on-one with devin larry i'm, I'm not sure what the feature will look like yet because i haven't done the interview but uh that'll be in there uh something with either barry on dane or uh ray will be in there too from daryl so really looking forward to getting that going uh tomorrow uh, but otherwise, man, uh, it's not it's summer in uh, this basketball team. Uh, I guess we can talk about that a little bit while we wait for Jalen here, if he's going to come. Uh, I'm still waiting on that so I can not only start yearbook stuff, but uh, start researching what the hell we're going to look like, right? <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, who it changed, obviously it's a fluid situation. It's a whole other recruiting process, it feels like right now. But the team is, you know, we talked last week's on uh, NBA draft deadline day where they went a half for three. Uh, they're still at a half for three because Antonio Reeves has not decided what he's going to do yet. Um, and it looks like he's kind of, it looks like to me and Cal is pivoting to plan B. And I don't know if I like plan B because it's freshmen. And I'm okay with freshmen that if they're going to be here and they're going to develop great, you know, it would be great to have another Derek Willis. It would be great to have another Hawkins, you know, uh, but like it, this kid burps. I really like I was watching some tape from him. I was talking to some people really, really high on him. And the name that keeps coming up is Bryce Hopkins. And I'm like, well, you better play his ass. <laughs> you better play him. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't leave after a year. So, I mean, maybe that'll be an exciting pickup. Uh, Joey Hart, the shooter from Indiana uh, that's visiting tomorrow. I have some familiarity with actually from when I was working out in Indiana. Really, really good shooter. Um you know, really smart player, but, you know, I, I don't know where he plays his AAU and all that. So, you know, I could be off, but, you know, the competition he played in Indiana, uh, not great because he's at a size 1A school, but they're only in 2A uh, because they won a state championship. 
So, you know, I'd love to see him against, you know, watch some of that AAU tape and kind of see him against tougher competition. Um, but really good shooter. So that's exciting. Obviously, we Kentucky has been looking for a reliable shooter for a while. Thought CJ was going to be that and it just didn't pan out with the injuries. Uh, and then the other kid, Krill, um, I, I want to say it's Krill to pronounce that last name. Uh, I've heard really, really good things about two, you know, seven footer, really good defender. Uh, not going to do anything shooting wise. He's going to be just a traditional big and that's fine. Um, but, you know, he's a 2024. 20, I know he's he's on the older side still. So he's almost age wise, not quite a reclass, but he would be a real cl- reclass. Um, so it'd be really interesting to see if those three are the additions made. You know, Arthur Kuma, the, the transfer out of Creighton, um, from what I understand, it's trending the other way and Alabama being that other way. But, you oh, know, wow. Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky's still interested. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, and then Grant Nelson, I think, is going to either be Arkansas or Alabama's as well. So uh, the SEC is insane, man. I was just having this conversation on Alan Cutler's show yesterday. The SEC basketball, we talk about good it is in baseball. Obviously, football, we know how amazing it is. But basketball, the way LSU, Florida, Georgia have re- vastly improved this offseason, um, obviously what Alabama is right now, what Missouri is becoming, what Tennessee has been for you know probably half a decade at this point, what, you know, like him or not, what Chris Beard is doing at Ole Miss, um, what Chris Jans did at Mississippi State year one, and then they bring in the Marshall kid. And then, oh, yeah, Texas, who's really good every year, is coming next year. And, uh, you know, Oklahoma, who is an act of being good every once in a while, is coming too. It's just, man, it feels like they're falling behind, man, and it's tough to watch. Alan Cutler, no filter. No filter. What's up, Jalen? What's up, man? We doing all good, man. We doing good. Glad you could join us, man. Glad you could join us. Um, we we hadn't really hit football. We we gonna we save what little bit of football stuff there is yeah. for you. I gotta circle back, Aaron, and ask you. You the kid from Indiana? Uh, yeah, Joey Hart. Hart, did you say his his school won the single A championship? They're they're two uh, A now because they won it. I believe 1A. so. I'll, I'll confirm that. I know they definitely won a one A championship. Um, I will confirm that right now. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're up in 2A because of that. Uh, I know they're like a powerhouse basketball boys and girls land. Is. And uh, so, yeah, 20, they went 26 and 6, and they were – yeah, they were in 1A. They were in 1A. So, you win state, you got to go. You got to move up. That's right. Yeah, if you win state or you're – I don't know if you – it might even be in Indiana where you're either really good for several years um, – Awards, you win it. I'm not exactly sure how it works. I know, for example, you know, one of the softball teams uh, in the county that I was working in, they kind of were a dominant force. They won one state championship. They were, you know, they made the state finals a couple times and they got bumped up to 4A when they were really a 3A school. So um, Indiana works, you know, they they promote schools based on performance, not just, you know, when they grow in size. Um, And I believe that was the case that happened over there uh, with Hart School in Linton. Got some of that Euro League stuff going on up yeah. there. Yeah, there is, and they demote too, man. I mean, if you're <laughs> sucking or if your team's, uh, you know, dropping in size, they they send you down to one A or two A, whatever. They got a four; it's a four class system in Indiana, and it makes for really good postseason play. I mean, all the tournaments I ever covered in Indiana and every sport were fun. But uh, yeah, he didn't exactly play any world beaters uh, in his conference, that's for sure. I'm I'm still partial to Kentucky in basketball. I mean, you got you got 16 readers yeah. in the state. Got to win your region to yeah, go I to like Rupp Arena, a yeah. little town from where I'm from. 
to be mm -hmm. playing Louisville Mail or Trinity or whatever, however they draw. Yeah, I do like it. Though. I definitely like the Sweet 16. Duke School better. playing yeah. Pikeville, Ashland playing Owensboro. It don't matter. <laughs> and sometimes the little schools where little I'm from, guy with, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 13th region all day. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. our little region will knock off them Louisville and Lexington schools, and you know Richie Farmer from before y'all from Clay County beat Allie Houston from uh, Ballard and Louisville, you know, and they went back to back. They met in the states, so, and sometimes they complain. They want to get rid of it. Oh, Louisville's winning too many. Oh, Lexington win too many, and then a little team will up and win it, and they'll be like, "Ah, oh, see, that's why we keep it like this." <laughs> yep. No, I, I, I like the Kentucky thing. I like how they do it. I, I like that. I, I think it's very competitive. I want to get mm -hmm. Sweet 16 so bad. It's just always, you know, SEC tournament and NCAA tournament interferes with it, so I never get to go. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I try to tune in if they have broadcasts or whatever. It's uh, I absolutely love how they do it in Kentucky, too. And, uh, you know, Indiana makes for definitely more competitive games and kind of, you know, more, I guess, room for an upset there uh, just because – not room for an upset, but just – I don't know. It's a level playing field. There are upsets, whatever. But uh, during the regular season, you know, when those schools do get to play each other, the different classes, it's fun uh, when they do that. But uh, yeah, I don't think it beats what Kentucky's got going on, you know, but two awesome places to uh, in both states, obviously, to play the state finals games, you know, obviously here, Rupp Arena and then uh, Gainbridge Fieldhouse up in Indiana is pretty cool, too. My little school which now it's it's been consolidated into a county school, but it was, it was Cumberland, the little town, Cumberland High School, 03. <laughs> they won the region. They had a losing season going into the district. They were 11 and 13, ripped off five in a row, won the district tournament, won the region tournament, and went and played a, I think a team out of Bowling Green uh, in Rupp Arena. When I say my whole town was there, I'm saying people hadn't seen forever. <laughs> That's the coolest part of it. Everybody was in rut. We was it was like, look, man, this one's in a lifetime. We all, you don't care if we got work tomorrow, we gonna leave get when we get out of work, go to Lexington, gonna be sleepy going back home or whatever. <laughs> they got beat, but it was the one game they played there. And look, you never forget it, man. You yeah, man. I, yeah, I you know, I worked in a small county just north, one county north of Evansville, uh, for that one year up there. And uh you know, the football team I covered got the chance to go to Lucas Oil and play in the state football oh. championship 3A. They won the damn thing, which was so cool. And that when I tell you that whole part of the county was there, uh, they were there. And Brady Allen, the quarterback, actually, of that team, uh, started at Purdue. Didn't start. He started his college career at Purdue, and now he transferred to Louisville, followed Jeff Brom, uh, oh. former four-star guy. So uh, he was a super good dude. Uh, unfortunately, he's wearing red now, but, uh, you know, still going to root for his individual success and career there. That's what they always say to whenever those little schools go to, you know, the last one leaving the town, turn the lights oh, out, you know. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, Hopstock, Indiana was all of that city was there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, man, Jay, what's, what you, man, what you got? What you, uh, you've been noticing, you've been observing football-wise, sports-wise, anything. We talked a lot of, deservedly so, Kentucky baseball before you came on with them, you know, going to the regional and yeah. all that, but. That that's the big thing I've been you know kind of observing is the baseball thing, uh, which is exciting, man. You know it's good for them, man. I, I you know again I I think I went to two baseball games when I was there, um, and I never been to the, I haven't been to the new field yet, the new stadium, but um, you know I think you know a good good thing, 
I think the SEC to make the tournament to win coming out of the SEC is um is is one of those things where if you put it like this, if I if I'm a Big Ten guy, I'm like extremely turned into a hater right now because how I mean you talking about we just got done talking about basketball. You know how people go, you know, but basketball, football, baseball. I mean, man, like it's it's ridiculous. So uh, if you can survive, like we talked about last week, if you survive the SEC, you got a chance. Uh, so, you know, shout out to them, man. But, you know, just staying abreast to my, you know, football stuff. And, and uh, you know, not I didn't see much Kentucky football news the past few days. Uh, so, you know, just, you know, strolling along, man. A lot of a lot of NFL news, but, you know, not a lot of not a lot of uh, college football stuff going on right now. Outside of you got some small, you know, maybe just be over some people's head, but you got some small conferences kind of merging. So I played at Eastern. We're in OVC. East, uh, OVC and the Big South are merging, uh, trying to create like a super conference uh, in that, that double, uh, D1AA level. But, you know, not too much, man. Just uh, just patiently waiting until August and September. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Did you happen to see – the clips. Did you happen to see? You know, Cutter Bowley was at Kroger Field making some throws. I did see that. I did see that. I know you did. <laughs> yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw Barry on there watching. I saw Liam Cohen back there watching. Uh, so I, I did see that. But uh, but like I said, man, we talked about him. Uh, you know, he got the physical tools, man. He got him. You know, just uh, just gotta wait to see how how he develops and you know, potentially QB one next year as a freshman. Uh, that would be huge. Uh. You know, because I'm not sure when the last time that happened. A kid coming out of Kentucky starting as a freshman. So we'll see. We'll see how uh how he developed, man. And uh, you know, it's just like I said, waiting on August, September. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, one thing we hadn't talked about, and it's been a topic hit and miss, you know, you hear about it, then you found a phase away, but the the eight or nine game SEC schedule. Mm-hmm. Are you are you cool with it becoming nine? Do you not care? Some coaches are, you know, and, and Stoops is one that doesn't really want to see to go nine because, you know, the the year was all ten. He was like, you know, the COVID year. He was like, hey man, this is this is grind. <laughs> you got Kirby Smart. Yeah. I don't I don't care what they do. So you get a lot of different responses. If, yeah. If you were playing now, would you want eight conference what? games or what? Well, it's easy for Kirby Smart to say that when you're on top. You know yes. what I'm saying? Like, yes. when, I mean, when you, you're recruiting the best players, man. I mean, shit, I don't care. We play 13 conference games, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's one of those things where if I'm Mark Stoops, I do not want to do it uh, mm. because I, I, you know, let's, let's be honest here. You know, if they add that, you know you're going to play – you're going to mess around and get like a Bama again one of those years and mess, you know, you just, it's already tough enough. You know, I don't think, I don't think they should add more conference games. Uh, but like I said, you hear Nick Saban, you hear Kirby Smart say, yeah, maybe better for the league, maybe better for college football, but, you know, for y'all, but, uh, you know, for everybody else, you know, it, you know, people want to, People want it's not a I want to I don't want to say off week because it's not an off week when you play other teams. I mean, shoot, we we watched Kentucky last year squeak by. Um, was a young was a Youngstown State? No, that uh, one that was no, Northern it was Illinois. Northern Illinois. Northern yeah, Illinois. the year before that, Chattanooga was being yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you want those games to because as a coach, I'm thinking 
I know I have better talent than uh, Shadow Chattanooga. So maybe if we just get up a few scores, I can get guys in and get them reps in this game. You know almost for a fact that that's not happening in most of those SEC games. Um, it's just not. It's not happening. SEC is a little bit more, you know, I was physically brutal, you know, on the body. We know that. You, you, you're running up against bigger and better players. That's just what it is. More physical teams. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, if I'm if I'm Mark Stoops, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not with the the extra SEC games. I, I want to go out of conference and and, and get and get those uh, get those games out of conference. Yeah, and your point is exactly why uh, Mitch Barnhart fought for the eight so hard. And I know that you know actually you know Mitch Barnhart has a pretty good relationship with Daryl. You know, my boss at the Cats Paws, and I remember they were those two were kind of having a discussion uh, at the SEC tournament. And I kind of was just dropping kind of just right there with it. And uh, Eli Cox, who's kind of, I don't know exactly what his role is with like the SEC representative, what that label exactly is, you know, um, but he was saying like, you know how bad I'm beat up after every SEC game, like even Vandy, like it is a whole, you feel just like you were saying, Jalen, and you went through it, obviously the, the toll these SEC games take on the body are just different than what it's going to take against Chattanooga. And I'm saying Chattanooga can't beat you. Uh, but they don't have the strength. They don't have the physicality that these SEC yeah. bodies do. So, uh, yeah, I think eight is the magic number. Uh, and I do I do very much like um, that they are instituting that for one of the non-conference games that has to be a power five. Obviously, Kentucky, you know, has that set up with Louisville. It, it would be cool to play someone else. But, uh, you know, they have it set up. So it works well for Kentucky. But it's going to force some of the other schools to get creative, I think. You know, some of them, obviously, uh, like Texas and Alabama, think are finishing their series this year even though they'll be conference rivals soon um obviously uh, i think wake forest and vandy are finishing a series so you know some schools already have set that up um but for the ones that haven't or the ones that have uh, won't do it or whatever uh they have to do it now so i like that as well yeah I just, you know you know how it's just going i mean i can just remember man you know and i was carrying the ball too more than most quarterbacks mm-hmm. uh you know, I, there's times where I carried the ball over 20 times and threw it 20 plus. So, um, you know, it's just it, it, it can it can it can get like that, man. It, it really can. I mean, you it's just it's just what is the nature of the beast. And you do. I mean, it's, it's significantly less beating when you play against like when I, I transferred with the Eastern and we played in the OBC. And it was great talent in OBC. Don't get me wrong, but. You know, I remember being getting to the end of the season and be like, man, I could, like I could play twelve more. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I, it wasn't I was and I was running the ball a little bit less, but but I was running the ball still, but I was taking way less of a beating. You know, mm. way less of a beating. And it's you know, you, you you're talking about a 40, 50 pound difference at D line uh, for some of those guys in some of those positions. So that matters. You know what I'm saying? That matters when you're, you know. You, you, you have, you're running up against guys and having a little mini car crashes every snap. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm with Barnhart and, and Stoops on that one. What's it like when you are the, the week of prep for the quote-unquote lesser opponent for that non-ACC game, for that Chattanooga, the – Eastern, whoever it is, is it different? Do the players kind of do they get yeah. their guard down? Is it are you is is it hard to get up for that game? Because 
some of these close games we've seen, like you said, Aaron, squeaking by, mm-hmm. maybe you, you, the game is played like, oh, we just, just show up and beat them. Is that how the week of practice is? Or coaches are trying to keep you engaged, but how how different of a week is it from the normal grind of SEC week? Yeah, it is human nature, man. I mean, you, you go from playing Georgia one week to playing whoever the next week, or you playing, you know, I don't know, South Carolina week one week, and you're playing a team that a lot of these kids don't know much about the next week. It's human nature, right? Because there's less stuff going on around campus. There's less buzz about the game. A lot of times, and there's little subtle things like your tutors and your family and friends don't even mention in a game, right? And when you're playing, you get ready to play South Carolina and Georgia, They everybody's texting you, they're talking about the game, but you get ready to play Chattanooga, and your best friend don't even text you that week about the game. He texts you about some girl or something. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's just little subtle things that creep in uh, mm. when you're playing a quote-unquote lesser opponent. But on the flip side, from a coach's standpoint, coaches know that that's going on. So they try to fight it as much as they can because you're fighting against human nature. We, you know, So usually that's when you go to practice and see Stoops, you know, a little bit more animated. You go to practice, see coaches a little bit more juiced up, fired up, because they know, you know, this is one of those games where it's really a lose-lose situation. If we win, we're supposed to beat them. If mm-hmm. we lose, that's not good. So it's – so you, you, I mean, those are the weeks where you coach the hardest. You know, and as a coach, I've had those weeks where the team we were playing, we were we are better than them. So, uh, you know, how would – it won't look very well if we don't even play – even if we win, if we don't play well, it just don't feel good. So you want to go out there and beat somebody head in because you know you're supposed to based on your talent level. So that's the difference. You know, that's what you're, you're fighting against human nature with, you know, with with athletes in general, anybody, you know, even pro athletes. You know, if you're playing, you're, you're playing, you play for the, you know, I don't know, the Dolphins or you're playing the Bears or whatever, right? You're not as, you're not as juiced. It's just human nature, right? So you got to fight it. You got to artificially create some juice in practice, more music, right? Uh, you know, more, more, you know, physicality in practice to try to, intensify the juice in practice so there's a lot of tricks of the trade they try as coaches but it's just is what it is you know that's why i always admire nick saban because every time they go out and play a lesser quote-unquote lesser opponent they usually take care of business pretty good and that is hard to do man because human nature sets in uh big time when you you know when you're not as not as up forward yeah not as sharp it's just interesting you know it's we don't we don't we don't want another conference game but we could end up playing with fire if we yeah. if yeah. we if we lackadaisical against this lesser opponent i mean yeah it's a yeah, y'all remember y'all remember, y'all remember auburn and jacksonville state back in like yeah. 2015 16 yeah. or something like that I, there's been yeah, yeah. Uh, what was jacksonville state before the state a couple of years ago yeah one and uh yeah oh yeah that was that like hell mary or something it was something, it was something, something crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. This no, you know what? Well, what one that what it was like a bunch of laterals was that Oklahoma State Central Michigan game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Stillwater. Yeah. That one's one of the craziest. It shouldn't have counted, but it did. And uh, uh Central, yeah, man. Crazy. You never know. I mean, obviously, the famous one is App State going up to the big house and winning at Michigan. I mean, mm-hmm. App State did again today and M this year, man. You know. MTSU blasted Miami what last year? Oh my! Oh God. yeah, yeah, blowout. What, what was that? 
what was the game a few years ago? Or was it uh oh uh, was it when Michael Wayne was at Florida when when the two Florida old linemen were blocking each other? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I yeah. Those games, man. I like. It's human nature. I mean, crazy things happen. Yeah. I mean, I think Kentucky against Chattanooga just. I, if I remember that game, they just kind of slept walked and. Uh, there might have been a pick in there that shouldn't have happened. It was just more of a sleepy game. You know, they didn't do anything necessarily stupid. They just didn't play well and didn't execute. And then that Northern Illinois game, I mean, the defense just fell apart late in that game. And they kind of got bailed out by some explosive plays on the offensive side. You know, the 70-yard touchdown, I believe, to Barry on. And Tavion got loose for a couple of big ones. And if it weren't for some explosive plays that they didn't really get the rest of the year, uh, you know, they, they might have really – they might have lost that one. Yeah, so think not, about not a good Northern Illinois team this year, by the way, guys. I mean, they were like two and ten. <laughs> yeah. I think the flip side of that is, you know, if you're if you're like a Chattanooga, you come to Selection to play a game. Oh, that's man. what they dream of that. You that know, that, that's, that's what they dream of. So, you know, it's just like you said, and especially if it's a noon game, right? Noon game, there's like a oh. 5 30 a.m., 6 a.m. wake up call. You know, it's a 6 a.m. wake up call. That's, <laughs> it's a different beast, man. You got yeah, that ball state nooner. <laughs> yeah, you got your weekend warriors on the team that's not doing what they're supposed to do on Friday night and getting into bed early. So, you know, they got to wake up at six and you got to go out here and play a team that you think you're supposed to blow out. And, uh, you know, things go the other way sometimes. It's just so like you're dealing with you're dealing with human nature big time. So you prefer three o'clock. You know, obviously, you don't sound like you didn't like noon games. Do you like the three thirties or the sevens? Which one? I, I like noon games. I was just talking to my brother about this. My brother was saying the same thing. He played at Garden Web. He was saying he we everybody, you can talk to 99.9% of college football players and coaches dislike the seven o'clock, seven thirty games. You just sit in a hotel all day. I mean, yeah. I mean, you we have walkthrough and breakfast and lunch and you know, I mean, you have all of that, but man, it's just a long day. You just just sitting there soaking, waiting on the game. Um, you know, so I like, I like, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't play it like a three o'clock game until I got to Easter. We didn't get a chance to play that three o'clock or that three thirty CBS game when I was at Kentucky. Uh, but we played at noon and I, I was good with the noon game until it got to, uh, you know, like November, uh, you know, I, I, some of those noon games are a little bit chilly up there, but, uh, you know, you'd rather play like at three or like at two kind of time that thing out but you know it wasn't bad i rather noon games any day and i'm sure most people would say that like they want to wake up and get right to it man you're just sitting there soaking all day coaches got to go recruit and do this and do that they try, some coaches try to leave the hotel to go watch their kids play the kids are playing sports or whatever on saturday and it's just a long day it's just you know it's just a lot so um you know most guys will say definitely they rather have those earlier games whether it's noon whether it's 2.30, 3.30, anything other than a, you know, and don't let it be 8 o'clock kick or 8.30 kick. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, it's just, don't let it yeah, be that. I, I'll tell you, as a media member, 7.30 and 8 hell, because you're there till 1 or 2 in the morning. Yeah. 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 I, I prefer, I, I like, I, I don't love noon either, uh, but I, I like 3.30. That's a sweet spot. Yeah, 3.30 is, is good. Like I said, I, you know, when I got to Eastern, we started playing those, we were like two and two thirty, and it was just timing out right. perfect. That's right. Everybody, everybody can play oh. and, and go and go. Pop you, how many eleven a.m. did you have? Time. 
Say what? Did you have any 11 a.m.s? Oh yeah, we had, yeah we had a few oh. 11 a.m.s, man. That now people say, oh well, you like playing at 12. 11 is a different beast. That's yeah, a, 11 is a different. That one hour difference is big, man. You talking about you talking about a 6:30 a.m. wake up call and a 5:30. Everybody knows when it's early that you know an extra four minutes is a, a lot of time when you're waking up super early like that, and you waking up an extra hour because you got to get up at. I mean, you got we we're kicking off at 11, so we got to be at the stadium by you know 8:45, you know. So it's just it's, that's it's early. You feel like you're playing in YMCA football. <laughs> Absolutely. Good stuff, yeah, Kentucky man. had two of those this year, man, and they were both on the road. So uh, those were long. I I mean, we had to stay in Tupelo, obviously, for Ole Miss. Yeah. So we had to get up at six forty-five to make the drive to Oxford, and then uh, you know, Mizzou was at eleven a.m. and I stayed in St. Louis. So uh, oh, yeah, sure. it was. Uh, yeah, those were not fun. Uh, I can imagine it was fun for you guys preparing yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, that that I remember that that noon game in Columbia, Missouri, man. Hey, you talk you talk about oh. you talk about human nature. Man, <laughs> you, you you could offer a million dollars to every player, and they still wouldn't get up for that game. <laughs> Something about Columbia, Missouri, man. Sorry, Missouri fans, but y'all need Dude, some real. y'all need some new colors or something. Or whatever. Yeah, absolutely, man. So man, we got the baseball covered. Uh, we get basketball. We got the, the the roster. We hit all that stuff, man. I think we. Man, we looking anything out? Do you do you do you have two yearbooks going at the same time, Aaron? You like finishing football and starting basketball? Is that how y'all do? So I'm trying to think what I did last year. It, it's close. Uh, basketball, obviously comes out in uh comes out in I want to say early October um but uh trying to think if I ever do Simon I think last year I did do some work kind of I know I was finishing up some stuff in late June for football and got basketball started in uh early June or late June early July because we had those press conferences with all the players but mm. uh since there aren't any players right now uh, you know outside of outside of like five that are actually here um uh <laughs> I I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be a little bit of scrambling late or what, but I uh, uh, haven't gotten to dive into basketball yet, but um, football, you know, like I said, kind of wrapping up and uh, we'll get a lot, a lot of stuff going tomorrow with that specifically. That'll work. Everybody be sure to check that out. And we'll be back next week talking about the Super Regionals. See how the dust settles on Kentucky LSU. Football news will be all on it. Trying to get some guests in here throughout the summertime as well. Working on seeing we get some people to conversate with. And that's always fun too. And if not, three of us keep doing what we do. And hope everybody enjoys that. Go and subscribe. Go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you subscribe. Click the stars. Uh, hopefully you give it five stars if you like it. If you want to leave a comment about what you think, do that too. We'd appreciate it. I enjoy bringing the podcast to y'all each and every week. Um, I think we covered everything. AG, man, hope you Yankees heal up. Hope everything goes all right with I that. I think it's a play again soon <laughs> with that air quality uh, crap. Going it's on a there. home stand, too, right? Now. Messing yeah, home they're stand home until Sunday. So. Hmm. Yeah. so we'll see, man. See what these finals are talking about. Oh, Denver 47, Miami 44. It's got a close game. Got a game. Wow. And they stole one in Denver, so now hey, they they just keep. Hey man, it's on. Keep, 
Miami's got the momentum right now. They keep defying the odds, man. They're they're out, man. They're shorthanded, and they just keep on finding ways. They're an eight seed. I mean, I know they're a better eight seed than most, but they're an eight seed, man. It's great. And did they lose a play-in game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they had to had to win the next one. They that lost was, to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, that was the win or go home. And now um, here they are in the finals. Yeah. <laughs> or not Chicago? That who they lose to in the play? They, was it Chicago they lost to? I'm trying to think. Chicago and beat Atlanta. Toronto or something. Oh, Atlanta. Atlanta. That was it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. Then Atlanta was the seventh seed. They went up to uh, Boston. I like watching Miami, though, man. I, I enjoy watching Me too. Them. Yeah. No, they're hard. I mean, obviously, they knocked the Knicks out, which stunk, but uh, they're hard not to like, especially, uh, you know, having been around Tyler. I would, oh, wish he was healthy, obviously, but uh, bam, too. Uh, those guys, hard not to root for those guys. Mm -hmm. I thought. Tyler was gonna to try to play tonight, but yeah, that's a that'd be a hell of a turnaround, man. I mean, obviously he suffered a was a broken wrist, broken hand. Yeah, in game one, first round game I know. one, early in that game. Yeah, he was one of a like a bunch of not just role players. Like game one, you had superstars. You know, Anthony Davis fell and was hurt. Giannis got hurt. Tyler Hero, uh, a bunch of big name players. It kind of changed the course of the playoffs, which, you know, it's, it's all about who's healthy and when. And you know, some people's got off to some shaky starts. But we hope the Cats avoid shaky start in Baton Rouge Saturday. And we'll be talking about all that next week. And we hope y'all join us here on Believe in Kentucky for the Cats polls. Aaron Gershon, the QB one Janet with Love Names, Vinnie Hardy. And we'll be back next week for another episode of Believe in Kentucky. And we hope y'all join us then. We'll see y'all later. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.